Welcome. Thanks for being part of our online experience today. If this is your first time, we want to give a special welcome to you and say thanks for checking us out. And we'd love to invite you to click on the digital connection card here on the corner and just let us know who you are. And we certainly hope it's not your last time. So leave us some information about how we could pray for you or if you have some questions. And if this is your spiritual home, we say welcome to you and we're grateful you found time to be with us today. A couple of things we want to share with you. One, you can see right here beside me is the uh, some of the inventory that's come in thanks to your generosity. A number of folks have already stopped by and we're going to be collecting through worship today. And we're collecting for a program here in the Mansfield City School Systems that's called SAFE. And it's specifically uh, geared for students who are considered to be transitionally homeless. It's incredible that in our community there's something like 300 students out of the some 3,000 where they're in a place that they're not in their own home. And so we would just want to bless the city schools. They can give to students in need as the need arises. And you can see there's everything from feminine hygiene products to shampoo to uh, some hair breadths as well as crayons and some school supplies but just a real practical way on how to love our neighbors. And if you'd like to be a part of that, if you just click on the Give button up here, you can make a gift, and we'll be happy to do the shopping for you. We want to get everything pulled together by tomorrow, August 1st, so that uh, the schools can have it as they lean into the beginning of the school year, which is just a couple weeks off. And I also want to give a shout out to our volunteers that showed up at St. Luke's Point of Grace for the community meal this uh, past Saturday. Last night, they. Uh, Dan Feldman grilled some hamburgers at home and brought them in and put together an amazing uh, picnic uh, meal for our friends downtown and another just practical way of loving on our neighbors. Some we will never see in the building, but it's just a practical way of us being the hands and feet of Jesus. And again, I'm just grateful for your continued faithfulness in supporting our mission as we are the hands and feet of Jesus in our community. So as we come to worship again this week, I want to jump right into the message. This is part two of our conversation around the power of praise, how amazing praise can be in our life, and why we need to do it. And last week we began with uh, this verse out of Psalm 150 where the writer says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And it's that idea of praise that I am walking us through uh, just an understanding of what happens when we praise God. And last week, we, as we looked, we know that everything in the universe, whether it has voice or not, whether it's alive or whether it's a rock or uh, even the constellations as we think about the images we're seeing back from the James Webb Telescope, then the idea that Jesus reminded us that if human beings don't praise him, the rocks themselves will cry out. And so when it comes to praise, it's not all that complicated, but I want to remind us that there is a process to it. There, there is some things we have to think about, and probably what I want to offer is the ideas of what comes from what happens when we do offer praise to God. The first point we looked at last week was that praising God lifts your spirit. Remember David says in Psalm 42, Why am I so discouraged, and why am I so troubled and upset? Instead, I will put my hope in God, and I will praise him once again as my Savior and my God. When my heart is breaking, I remember your kindness. And it's in that season that we find ourselves, so many of us, even now, is trying to understand what this next chapter looks like in life, the normal that we're all seeking, and yet to be reminded that it's in that moment when we're not quite sure that we can reach out and praise God, and he will be there for us. 
And then not only does it lift your spirit, but the second point we looked at was that praising God helps you sense his presence. It's in those moments when you stop and pause and become deeper and more aware of the fact that God is there and that he's for you. Uh, the psalmist says in chapter 75, God, we praise you and thank you because you are near. Remember, God is not far off, that he's close by. And it's in those moments when life is complicated that we need to hang on to that. And then the third point was this idea that praising God will enlarge our perception of him, your perception of him. Uh, David again says, I will praise the name of God with a song and I will magnify him with thanksgiving. That's Psalm 69. And remember the one takeaway from last week was this larger idea that when God gets larger in my life, my problems shrink. And, and so we wanna be reminded of that as we lean in. And so to continue to build on that idea, this week, this fourth point in this series is this idea that praising God will reveal solutions I can't see. See, sometimes life presents itself in a way we're just not quite sure what to do. And it's in those moments when we stop and then it's in our quiet time that, it will, that God can reveal to us solutions to the problems that we're facing. Uh, you, know, you know, there's a lot of things that we all have yet to figure out, right? It's almost like the, that ancient Greek understanding of the Gordian knot. It just, we don't know how to unravel it. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, whether it's about, I don't know how to fix a relationship or I don't know how to fix a chronic health problem you may have. You don't know how to fix your financial situation. You don't know, there, I mean, there's all sorts of things. You fill in the blank. I don't know how to blank, right? And at the same time, it, it's, they can be complex and life can be so uh, convoluted. And the reality is for so many people, it's that you've had these issues for a long time and you're just tired. You're tired of, of really trying to figure out the next solution. And as we've pushed through two and a half years of a global pandemic, and then even to be realizing that here recently, the numbers are starting to tick back up with the, the variant that's there of COVID. And so, man, it's just like, where is the end of this coming? And so it's in those moments that we just need to stop and praise God, uh, that we just need to praise God. And, and that as we praise him, the answers will become sure. Now, it may not be an absolute answer, like here's the money you need to pay the bill, but it can be this understanding that God's gonna provide. One of the ways I see this in a practical sort of way is through our website where people are really asking these deeper questions. Uh, this week, even Thursday morning early, I got a, an email from a person saying, I, I'm just trying to figure out. The email actually came at 3.52 a.m. And they said that the thing that they're looking at is trying to understand their addiction. They're dealing with some sexuality issues. They're homeless and they're looking for advice. I've reached out to the individual. I have yet to hear back from them, but it's a person we can be praying for. And part of the conversation I wanna have with them and they were directed to us through a video on YouTube entitled In the Middle of the Night, where they were encouraged to know that someone loves them, that God loves them too and they should reach out uh, through an email to say what they're pushing through. And maybe just the simple act of them doing that was enough to give them confidence. But I reached back and we'll see, and you could be praying for that person. It's interesting, David says here in Psalm 73, I tried to understand all that was happening to me, but it was too difficult to figure out until I went into the sanctuary of God. I don't know about you, but I think it's in those moments, right? We've all done this, where we're trying to figure things out and just trying to figure out what the next step is. And then what happens? Well, 
what do you do when you go in the sanctuary of God? Well, it's a metaphor, obviously. It's about a place. It's a position. Uh, and what we've learned as being uh, you know, followers of Jesus is it doesn't have to be just simply going to the church and being in the building, uh, but it does mean taking a moment and connecting with your Heavenly Father to find out what's going on and to invite him into the conversation. Because it's in those moments in our quiet time where we worship God for who he is. And then it's in that moment as we worship him that it becomes clear about what direction we need to move and act in. And when we think about all the things that we're pushing through, it's in those moments when we pause and find quiet and solitude and rest and reflection and prayer that God can show up. Again, the psalmist says in Psalm 100 verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and come into his courtyards with praise. So we want to see that we want to see that the opportunity for us to find life is by taking and beginning first with praise. Even when life is kind of crazy, to begin in that moment, to just thank God for who he is. And then in doing that, God will show up through his Holy Spirit to bring to mind the encouragement that we need. And I want to suggest, too, that it's in those moments when we connect with our Creator, our Heavenly Father, that's when our mind can circulate around new ideas and understand God in a whole new way. But in a moment of when I stop and just thank God for who he is and praise him for being our creator, whether I'm in the church worshiping or I'm at home in my private time, all of a sudden, I've had this happen many times, it comes to mind what I need to do. There's some inspiration or maybe a name or an action that I need to take will come to mind. It's the way God works. It's amazing. I want to look at a new song called Promises. And it's a song about trusting God when you don't understand the situation, when you've got an impossible problem in front of you and you just need to be reminded. It's a song about praising God for his faithfulness when we can't see the future. The fact is we don't have to know what's going to happen tomorrow, much less the rest of uh, 2022, as uh, the month of August is knocking on the door today, right? And so I want to show you again how to praise God through simply reading Again, you don't have to sing the words, but see these lyrics here. The writer says, Faithful through the ages, God of Abraham, you're the God of covenant and of faithful promises. Time and time again, you have proven you'll do just what you said. Again, those words can be such an encouragement when we're just not quite sure what to do next. God of Abraham, you're the God of covenant faithful promises time and time again you have proven you do just what you say though the storms may come and the winds may blow I'll remain steadfast and let my heart learn when you speak a word it will come
word may pass away, your word remains the same. Your history can prove there's nothing you can't do. You're faithful and true. Though the storms may come and the winds may blow, I'll remain steadfast. And let my heart learn when you speak a word, it will come to pass. Great is your faithfulness to me. Great is your faithfulness to me. From the rising sun to the setting same, I will praise your name. Great is your faithfulness to me. I put my faith in Jesus, my anchor to the ground, my hope and firm foundation. He'll never let me down. I put my faith in Jesus, my anchor to the ground, my hope and firm foundation. He'll never So what the writer of Promises wants us to see is that in praising God, this fourth point, it reveals solutions that you can't see to remind us of his faithfulness. And then number five is that praising God helps you remember his blessing. So when we praise God, it helps us to focus in on the fact that he's been there for us. Have you ever noticed that when you're going through a tough time, and you might be going through one right now, it's when you've got something that's overwhelming you, it's a pain or a hurt, or something's going on in your life, that we tend to overlook all the good that's happened and that we only see the bad right in front of us, that the cup is only half empty. It really is this idea that our life gets imbalanced. All we see is the negative and what's going wrong, that we've got this big problem, and all you can think about is that problem, that you can't think about what smelling the roses looks like, right, or enjoying life or that it's beautiful outside today. All we can see in the moment is this really sucks, for lack of a better word. It just stinks, right? I just know that in my relationship with Melinda, that any time we have a disagreement, and it's usually my fault, is that the whole world at that point really doesn't smell very good. 
In fact, it just stinks. And it's, and I think you can identify with that. And it's, it's about the relationship that we want to have, and we want it to be in harmony. And then when it's in disharmony, it's kind of messy, uh, and it's, it doesn't feel good. And if you're out of whack with a relationship with someone, the, the person you love the most, it just makes everything else sort of a mess too. And so what happens with our problems is that we tend to get imbalanced. And so what praise does for us is it rebalances you, is that praise corrects what is imbalanced in your life. Praise will stop and force you to be reminded that not everything in your life is a mess. And so let me give you an example of this. In Psalm 105, the first five verses, the psalmist has been going through some really messy times. The person who wrote this decides to unpack it, and they do so by thinking of the things that they can thank God for and praise God for. And they're going, yet they're going through a very tough time. In fact, the writer says, praise the Lord, I tell myself, with my whole heart. Uh, yeah, it's from last week too, right? Uh, of how we're supposed to do this. He goes on to say, I will praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, I tell myself, and remember all the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins. He heals my illness. He saves my life. He surrounds me with love and tender mercy. He fills my life with good things. That's Psalm 105, verses 1 through 5. Well, I mean, look, he's talking to himself. And sometimes we have to do that, right? We have to sort of replace the head trash that's going on that where we think we're not enough and say, no, we need to tell ourselves we are enough and that God has shown up. And that we do that by praising him and by remembering all the good things he's done. And so what I want to do is I actually want to use a song here, uh, one that we know well. But I actually want to go back and, but I want to go back to a version that we did in the middle of the lockdown uh, when we weren't able to gather. And just to put it in that context and through our creative resources, again, praising God and how he created opportunities for us to use some things that we hadn't really done before, whether in this space or many churches did. And so here's a video of uh, this great hymn, Come Thou Fount. But again, as you hear these words, once again, think about the context in which this song is being sung to us, that at the time that this video was put together, we were all separate from each other in our own homes, and yet the beauty of being reminded that God's going to show up. Dear God, please keep everyone safe from the coronavirus. Jesus, hold me when the stranger 
So why is it important to remember God's blessing? Well, first of all, when you've got a problem, we tend to overemphasize to the neglect of all that's going on good. Your life is never all good and your life is never all bad. That's just the reality of it. I can remember when Rick Warren's wife, Kay, published a book called Choose Joy. And that was after they had gone through some real difficulties and how in those moments when life comes at us, there's a choice we have to make. We have to realize that in order for us to get through all the tough times throughout all the life that we have to live, you have to stop and realize that not everything in your life is going to be good because the world's broken. Our relationships are broken and we stand in need together at the foot of the cross. It's a level place where we all know we need his redemption and his recovery. And there's always going to be something that we individually need to be working on. And we know that it's just not, we're not where God wants us to be. We need to also be reminded, and Come Thou Found is a great song to help underscore that, is that even in the worst days, we still can be thankful to God because he's shown up. That, that great line there about here I raise my Ebenezer, where I marked where God has shown up to be reminded that I'm not on my own. Yes, things are difficult, things are, are complicated, and the whole world is like upside down. Uh, but at the same time, we can lean into a view by praising God that can bring about a whole new understanding. And I think partially of what we're leaning into in this current season, and I see this in so many different ways, whether I'm talking to a, a young person, a teenager, or even talking to an adult, and even to the men that I get a chance to relate to on a weekly basis in our local jail, is that many people have lost their sense of identity of who they are that we're really struggling with a sense of insecurity and a lack of purpose and also a place of knowing where we belong, which is part of our human plight. Uh, who am I? Where do I belong? And this idea of insecurity and this idea of our identity is because we tend to listen to what other people say and we don't listen to what God says. And that's where praise comes in again. Because when we listen to other people, it can be a very negative thing. The truth is, what people think of you or me, that's really none of my business or your business. 
that we shouldn't pay any attention because our identity doesn't come from them. Our, our identity comes from who God sees us, and he promises us that we're sons and daughters of the great king. And the truth is, also, we don't need anybody's approval in life to be happy, and yet happiness is a choice. You're as happy as you choose to be. If you're miserable because of what somebody else thinks about you and the things that you do, that's your choice, and to be quite honest, that's dumb. Nobody can force you to be unhappy. It's only you who can let other people control your emotions. At the end of the day, that's the only thing you can control is yourself, right? So we need to see this in a very clear way. And that's why praise, praising God, the power of praise is so important to us. So what you think about yourself is not even so important. You think about stuff about yourself that really doesn't matter uh, because we tend to deceive ourselves. In fact, Scripture says that the heart is deceitful. It's wicked. So we need to be careful that we don't trust our brain to tell you who you are because your brain isn't always accurate and gets misconceptions all the time. What matters is not what other people say you are. What matters is not who you think you are. What matters is what God says you are and how he always tells you the truth. And he says that you're lovable. He says that you're forgivable. He says you're not on your own. You are not an orphan. You are my beloved child. He says that you're capable. He says that you're usable. And he says, most importantly, that you're valuable. You see, these are the things that God tells us. And when we read the scriptures and we praise him and when we use music and songs to encourage us in that, that's why this is so important, because that's the truth. And so when we praise God, we remember not only how God has blessed us, come thou fount, right? But we also remember who we are. It's what our identity becomes. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of the great king that God has made me, he's made you, he's created me in his own image, he has sent his son to die for me, that Jesus came to rescue me, that God wants you and me with him in heaven. And if you've got a problem with me, you know what, that's your problem. And if God likes me and I like me, what's your problem? And I think that's the thing I have to remind all of us is that those of us that name Jesus as Lord, when we go to heaven, we're gonna be in heaven together. And so these divisions that we have, and that's a whole subject for another sermon series. Now, let me go back to this. Now, one of the things that praise does, it not only brings our life back into balance between the negative and the positive, but it also balances your life between what other people say you are, what you think you are, and then who you really are. Let me say that again. It also balances your life between what other people say you are, what you think you are, and the truth of who you really are. And so praising God, because God has wired the universe in a way that the more you praise him, the more secure you are going to be in who you are. So again, thinking about that great hymn, Come Thou Fount, is that all that God brings to us in that and being reminded of his great love for us. There's one more point I want to lean into today, and that's this idea that praising God frees me and opens doors. What I mean by that is that praising God breaks the chains in your life. It breaks the things that are holding you back and it throws open the doors for all sorts of opportunity that you can't seem to bust through on your own. When you feel like you're stuck, and many of us are, feel like that right now, I believe, you know what? Nothing has changed since last year. I mean, the truth is maybe we went through all of last year and things still remain the same, still trying to figure it out. And maybe right now you're in a situation you can't control, you can't get out of it, you, you just get on with it, right? You're stuck. You might feel that you're enslaved, that you're imprisoned by an attitude, or you're imprisoned by a fear that's captured you, or you're imprisoned by even an addiction. 
you're imprisoned by a situation that's out of your control, you're stuck, which means there's never been a better time for you to thank God and praise God in advance. Now, the best example I can give you of this, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago when we were talking about bearing witness, the idea that people are listening to you, is out of Acts chapter 16. And it's when Paul is in prison. Paul is in prison with his friend Silas. And what happened to him? Well, they were talking about Jesus in this town, and the city fathers got mad at them, and the people didn't like what he was saying, and so they threw him in prison. And so they're in this really messy place, literally. And they're in the dark, and it's dank and dirty and cold, and it's the dungeon of a Roman prison. And so in the middle of the night, at midnight, they decide to have a, a worship session. They decide to praise God. And that's when they're in prison. That's kind of crazy. And so again, here, Acts chapter 16, verse 25 and 26. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing songs to God. As we said when we looked at this a couple weeks ago, we need to be reminded that your praise of God in the moment is always a witness to the people around us. The reality is that people aren't impressed by your prosperity. They're actually impressed by how we handle our adversity. It's not how successful you are. It's how you handle the problems that they're going through too. And you handle them in a much better way. And now it says here in Acts, they started praising God. And it's at midnight. And it says what? Suddenly there was a strong earthquake that shook the foundation of the jail. Wow. You all right? Ready for this? This is just an incredible, incredible thing. And then what happens? The door, uh, it says of the prison, all the doors of the jail broke open and all the prisoners were freed from their chains. It basically comes undone and they all walk out free. Well, not quite because actually they stay there for a moment. And then if you remember, the jailer and his family come to Christ because of their faithfulness of staying there. But I also want us to see that this is a metaphor for what God does in our life when we praise him, especially when we're stuck. You see, when we praise him, when we're bound up, you're in chains. And when you need to be set free from an attitude or an addiction, a habit, a situation, when you need the chains broken off you. So here's why this matters. And here's why I want us to see the power of praise as we think about what the rest of 2022 may bring us and what 2023 may bring. We have no idea, right? And so what I want is, and want to encourage you is to make a habit of praise. That praise becomes your natural response to everything that comes at you, whether it's good or bad, that you're going to thank God, that you're going to praise God in this situation, that it becomes a habit, a way you live your life, just like breathing air or drinking water. That Then I think if you watch what happens, I think there's going to be some amazing benefits that are going to show up that we haven't even talked about. And then at the same time to remind you why it's so important for praise to be part of what we do each week. And so whether you join us here online or you come and join us in the building, that together we worship God. Because it, worship, when we gather together, as we hear the word proclaimed and we sing some songs and we reflect on what God's doing, it becomes basically a, a B12 shot for us. It's a way for us to get uh, recharged. It's for us to get re-energized. And so I hope it, it will create a better attitude for us as we walk out of here, as we lean into the day, as we jump into whatever life has for us in the hours after we've gathered. Okay? And I mean, even for the week ahead. And so the idea of meeting us here each week to be part of what God's doing, to worship him, because we want to be the kingdom to each other. So I want to end with the song Amazing Grace. And it's a newer version. And there's a couple of words that may be unfamiliar to you that Chris Tomlin, a Christian musician, added 
And so let that be our closing worship now. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear. In grace, my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear? The hour I first believed, my chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior, is ransom me. Forever
forever.